You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeningandkingston.com. kind of tired this week why don't you take it from here welcome to screening in kingston whatever the music is from all La La do you still <laughs> edit in that music was not even close <laughs> i don't know what that was i didn't mean just the opening i mean why don't you just take the whole episode i'll just oh. edit the episode you talk for 58 minutes well you then... saw two movies that i haven't seen i can't review those I can I can pretend. Could you imagine talk about hot takes, reviewing movies we haven't even seen, which is kind of what we do, anyways. That would be <laughs> hilarious. That, we should do an episode where we review movies we haven't seen. Just based on like the posters. <laughs> yes, exactly. Based yeah. on just the poster, um, we should do. We that do it sometimes when we like speculate about movies that haven't come out yet. Yeah, but that that's taking it to a whole another level. Being like yeah. looking at the poster and. We at least then go to see it and then talk about it after. This would be like, okay, we look at a bunch of posters and then we just... Airplane it. Skip it. (laughs) Definitely see it. Um, Speaking of posters, because this is a good segue, you you had some comments about one of the posters of one of the movies that I'm reviewing. Yeah. Um, Do you want to talk about it? So I, I was telling you off air before we started... I randomly watched two movies again, and one of them was To Catch a Killer, which is a new movie on Netflix from producer and star Shailene Woodley. Um, and you had some comments about the poster. It definitely looks like, you know, in a TV show or a movie, and they t- they're talking about, like, fake movies in the movie, and, the, and it will, yeah. like, sh- cut to, the, like, a scene or, like, to the poster. This looks like a, a fake movie within a movie. Like, this can't be real. And also the title. Yeah, it's definitely, like, um, like 30 Rock-esque. You know what I mean? Yes. Because there's, like, there's that, that you know, that the type. TV... There's like TV shows and movies that that have that already are kind of sound like this. Um, oh yeah. Just in terms of the title, so it's very generic title. I just happened to be like, oh, Shailene Woodley. I haven't seen literally anything from her in a very long time. I'm curious. I'll watch this movie, and then I was surprised that she also produced it. Though considering the role she played in it, I was a little less surprised. I'm like, okay, you cast yourself um, in in this role. And then with doing research after, apparently she's having she's been having a hard time getting her career back going. She's had a hard time getting roles. That's the thing that I've seen it there. This is a hot take, so I might get in trouble for it. But from my understanding, she's kind of like maybe a little bit controversial. She has some weird health ideas, right? Like every once in a while, I'll see a strange headline. I don't want to go so far as to say she was an anti-vaxxer, but, like, she definitely, like, has some interesting health views. Yeah, because like, I don't know if she was an anti-vaxxer because she, her, <laughs> I don't know how much you know about this, Taylor, but she was in a relationship with a football player for a while. And he was not, like, an anti-vaxxer, but he, like, lied about his vaccine status mm. to the NFL. And that actually created a lot of issues. He called, He said he was immunized 
and he's a bit of a strange health nut, but, but their relationship, <laughs> but their relationship ended like in and around that time. And it was speculated that Shailene Woodley was like, uh, I don't want to associate with this person, even though she, yes, seems to have some controversial views. But I think, I think, again, I don't know. This is just from what I recall. I think actually the vaccination stuff was almost her being like, that's as far as I'll go. Yeah, like, I'm, 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 I'm not health nut, but I'm not line. that kind of yes, health nut. I'm not, I'm not doing whatever he did to quote unquote immunize yourself. All right, um, I did it. Just very quickly, I said Shailene Woodley weird because I wanted to see like what one of the weird headlines was, and it says okay. diet. So maybe that's oh, one of the her diet. clay. Her yeah, diet. she eats clay. I remember like I thought it was something about brushing her teeth, but apparently she eats clay. Now, now hold on, because I've also I've been hearing I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and there's a lot of sponsors for mud water as a replacement for for coffee or at least that's the name of the company i don't know if it's made of mud i don't know anything about it but it's just like mud water it's better so is is eating clay really that much crazier than mud water well but i don't think it's actually mud the coffee i think it's just like savvy marketing so yes i would say there's <laughs> You're just savvy marketing. okay hold on <laughs> hold on hold on you call it mud water, but it's not mud water. Like, why would you, why, like, that's not, that's definitely not savvy branding because that's a, you, naming We're yourself. We're talking about it, aren't we? Not. Well, I guess so. I'm only talking about it because of the clay thing. Yeah. I fair. completely dismissed it <laughs> at a hand, at a hand. Thinking like, You're like, ah, clay, this. whatever. Whatever. I'll move on. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So I, I knew there was something about her that. that but like eating life, clay, that's not enough. Life. I feel like eating clay is not enough to lose movies, but I do get the sense that she has kind of like a, like she's a little woo woo for Hollywood, which she is was, saying something. Yeah. She was in like the last thing I remember her in was that TV show with Reese Witherspoon and a lot of other really, really talented people. And it won some Emmys and stuff. And she, I remember right. watching, cause I watched at least the first season of it and thinking like, Oh, this is actually a little lies. Good. That's it. Yeah. Like kind of meant for moms, but like, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I was like, this is actually really good. Like, and she was good in it. Like, and I remember Shane Lee Woodley of, of everything I've seen her and I'm like, oh, she's actually like pretty good. Like she's got talent and, and you know, can clearly carry a TV show or, or a film, but then haven't heard from her for so long that I, yeah, this was interesting that she produced this movie. I have not seen a single thing she's been in. Did you do not see that movie where she's stuck at sea? No. That that was that was pretty good. I'm looking at I haven't seen any of her TV. Oh, I saw the she was in the OC apparently. She played um the younger Cooper sister. Okay, so I've seen the OC. And she, she was in the OC? Wow, yeah, apparently okay. for six episodes. Anyways, this is literally just us now looking at Wikipedia reading facts about Shailene Woodley, and that's welcome not... To the, welcome to the Shailene Woodley podcast, as we read through the IMDb credits. Where has she been, and what is she known for? Eating clay and being in the OC. Yeah, I feel, I agree with you, though. I feel like eating clay isn't enough to get to get you not... There must be something else, but I... must be, yeah. I think there's been, like, a couple headlines where it's like, she's at it again, <laughs> You know, like, mm, that's... Maybe that's, she's just one of those people who, like, can't help, help themselves. Like, you know, where it's just, like, they talk and they talk and they talk, and it's, like, you would do a lot better to just yeah. not. 
Don't tell people you're eating yeah. clay. Keep yeah, it to exactly. yourself. Just keep it to yourself and like just continue to live your life. Um, yeah, maybe she's got that uh, that kind of. I was going to say the Joaquin Phoenix syndrome, but that he's 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 more just wacky. He has the, he has the opposite syndrome. Yeah, he doesn't he, really talk he in interviews. Say anything. Yeah, <laughs> and all we do is speculate about his life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I thought that was interesting. And you're right, the posters not not great. It's and, definitely fake movie level. Yes, fake movie level. And it was straight to, to Netflix. Like, I, I don't believe it was in theaters. I, I didn't hear anything about it. I don't see any information. Uh, Is it a Netflix original, though? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Like, it's, it's got, the, I mean, it's got the Netflix logo on it. So, again, I don't know. But it. I don't think it was released oh, in theaters. Release. In November 2022, Vertical Entertainment acquired U.S. distribution rights. It was retitled from Misanthropope, Misanthropope, I don't know how to, Misanthrope, I don't know how to say that word, to, probably, that's why they renamed it, no one could pronounce it, to, <laughs> to catch a killer, and released in theaters April 21st. Oh, okay. Well, then but I obviously, run. <laughs> not, not a big release. No, no, definitely not. Um, and, and I'll talk about it. I'll, I'll review it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a smaller movie, but it was very interesting to see, you know, sometimes you just have to create your own stuff. Like sometimes you have to produce your own stuff and like, that's honestly good, good for her for kind of doing that. But it is, it is a, it probably could have benefited from a little bit of different casting, but, but I'll, I'll she's not very old. It's like, mm, you're already, you're already producing that feels like something that like a fifty-year-old actor does. Like, oh, I can't find yes. any work. I'm going to start producing. Yeah, yeah that's true. Shailene, you're thirty. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll get to that. We'll talk about that. Um, you're you're reviewing the Outlaws. Today. Another Netflix. Another Netflix movie, and I'm uh, I'm also reviewing the. Uh, I did end up seeing the Last Voyage of the Demeter um, in theaters, in a dark theater, uh, almost completely alone. Were you uh, best scared? Way to see this kind of movie. No, it wasn't. <laughs> so this movie was startling, but not scary. Right. Like, there were jump scares, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it scary. I would say it was startling, and there were jump scares, jump moments. But this movie makes the ultimate mistake in my mind. It shows too much of the monster. Yeah, even in the trailer, you see what mm-hmm. the monster. Like I know what the monster looks like. And and frankly. You're, okay, so either do a Dracula movie or do a monster movie. If you're going to do a Dracula movie that's made like a monster movie, show us less of the monster. Because the yeah. more you show, the less scary it is. We'll get to it. We'll, we'll talk more about it. But uh, light spoilers. I will say light spoilers because I'm going to answer the the my own prediction from, from last week to see how I'm I dying to know. Um, so mild spoilers if you're really interested in seeing this movie. I'll give a brief review of it at the beginning and then i'll, I'll dive into uh, spoilers after um but before we get to any of that taylor you have a meme you want us to talk about yeah tyler vance friend of the show put a little meme on our facebook page if you haven't seen it it's on the the promotion for the beanie bubble the image you shared the production still and he posts underneath a, a meme and i guess i should pull it up to read what it says <laughs> but uh oh no i'm not logged into facebook on this browser anyways it's a <laughs> oh i've got it <laughs> you'll have to <laughs> yeah you go ahead you go ahead and read it mike so so describe it, it to us i will describe it so do a nice vis- 
visual visual description here on on the podcast. So I'll read it from from top to bottom because that's what's funny. So at the top it says listening to Screening in Kingston, Badmouth, amazing amazing movies like Enemy or Under Your Skin, and under it there is a picture of <laughs> Ben Affleck uh, smoking the smoking cigarette meme where he's just sort of sitting back somewhere and clearly enjoying his cigarette and it's looking Tyler depressed Vance, looking very depressed but also looking like he needed that cigarette with tyler vance written across and then beside him is a miniature version of ben affleck like ben affleck shrunken down it says little george <laughs> <laughs> so it's tyler vance and little george because <laughs> really uh, needing that cigarette because we, we're bad mouthing their favorite movies yeah we we're fearing that little george is going to inherit Tyler, I shouldn't say inherit because that makes it sound like Tyler's the dad. (laughs) Tyler's not the father of Ivy. But we fear that he may have the same taste in movies as Tyler. I showed it to Dan. He thought it was pretty funny too. So It is funny because sometimes that can just happen where a child goes so far the opposite way of their parents' interests. Like sometimes you just see it. Like sometimes you see kids and more often than not, they have like a combination of interests of their parents. But every once in a while, you see where a child's gone like totally the opposite direction. Like if, if Tyler were to have a child and, and it absolutely despised everything about Star Trek, right? Like if I were to have a child and it, the, the idea of Marvel made it feel sick to itself, like that type of thing, it, that goes so far against it would be difficult. I think it would be just hilarious if you have a child because movies mean so much to you and they're a big part of your life that just goes totally against your interest in movies. Like just yeah. absolutely. Otherwise. Or like no interest in movies. Or no, I don't want to watch a movie. I don't want to watch a movie with you. Movie. I'm going to go play with my holograms. <laughs> go watch TikTok. Well, yeah. TikTok's yeah TikTok. You're right. It's going to be, yeah, I'm going to do holograms. Yeah. I'm going to write my own story on clip talk, the newest uh, <laughs> social media app. Or like by the time, by the time children that are born now or around now, are like teenagers or into that age, it'll probably be like language is going to be so different. Like, you, you know how you pick, you know, pick up on different slang and different things of every generation. Like if you have a conversation with a teenager now, there's probably a lot of things that you or I wouldn't understand that they're saying. Oh, like references and things. I'm completely out of touch. <laughs> I, I have no idea what's cool. What's now. I, when sometimes I'll be on social media or whatever, and it'll be like an image of like a like a quote unquote pop star, you know, like like whoever is like on the radio right now. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and it's supposed to be like a famous person. I've never heard in the wild a Lizzo song. I know she's very popular. Actually, I know she's going through controversy right now. They're trying to cancel her, whatever. But I've never actually heard one of her songs in the wild because on I listen to like a classic rock station in my car and then like at home I listen to like Americana music so like I don't yeah I don't I've never heard Lizzo I don't I, think I could identify her on the radio yeah yeah I, I don't know who Lizzo is either um and she plays for- the flute everything I know about Lizzo has I've learned against my will like oh, I okay. have not sought that information but I know she's big, but she's probably not even the thing right now. You know what I mean? That's yeah, like well, two years old now. In in 2015, I didn't know who Taylor Swift was. Like not that long ago, I had no. Well, yeah, idea you who Taylor Swift. Was. You you uh, 
you win this round because that's yeah. crazy. Well, I mean, I obviously know who, who she is now. Is now. <laughs> yes, but but for a long time, as she was really gaining popularity, I had no idea who she was. You weren't missing out. No, the Swifties like, are going to come for me, but like overrated. Listen, her eras to her and Barbie are keeping the economy going. That's what they say. So, Barbie, well, Taylor true. Swift, and Beyonce. Those yes, three things not- have saved America from a recession. It's it's true. <laughs> like That's the wild. numbers of Barbie are still going. Barbie just just now lost its opening weekend like spot like lost a, a, its number 1 box office spot. It had been the way for like to what? What's the top now? Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Blue the Beetle DC movie. Yeah. Oh. But the it buddy of Ant-Man, right? Yeah. Uh, no, no, different universes. Absolutely not. Oh. Different oh. comic book universe. That is that is so blasphemous. What you just said. They are not even in the <laughs> loudest. Of yeah, that is awful. I'm I, sorry. I got to speak for the fans that will write in. Taylor did not know <laughs> what she was saying there. Like no? we, it's DC and Marvel. Two oh, universes. it's a DC. It's a yes, it's a DC, DC guy. It's oh, a DC guy. Blue Beetles. DC. Okay. Fair enough. Um, if I knew very, that, I very wouldn't. Old have... Comic. Very very old comic. Been around since like the 30s. I like wouldn't have made that mistake if I had known it was a DC. Like, I'm not that no. dumb. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That, that's why I'm telling you. That's why I'm, I'm jumping in. So you don't get a... Because it's always you, Taylor, who gets a barrage of yes. emails. So um, just so everyone knows, that's just because you didn't know it was a DC. DC. Correct. Comic book, uh, so the Blue, Blue Beetle, Beetle. Uh, topped Barbie at the box office. But that's the first time since it opened. Like, that's incredible. Two months. Two months. It Half, was... Like, absolutely incredible so that and and this whole tour that got everyone all upset because taylor swift wasn't coming to canada but now she is coming to canada or something that those are the big hits of the summer getting the a ticket i have a lot of girlfriends who are really into taylor swift and like their instagram stories were all about like i'm on a wait list i'm on a wait list and then it's like i won the lottery it was literally a lottery to get tickets to this concert that's bananas to me like, I, where are the days where you'd used to walk to H, you'd go to HMV in the mall, stand in line, and buy a ticket? And buy a ticket, yes. <laughs> first come, first serve. Know. There you go. I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. Now we're really dating huge, ourselves, Mike. Listen, I'm not a huge music person. We all know this. So I, I'm not one to judge whether or not her music's good or not. It's, you know, I, I've heard songs, but I, it's not for me. But I don't listen to music. So what do I know? You weren't walking to HMV to buy concert tickets. No, no, I've been to, I've been to maybe a handful of, of concerts in in my life, but no, I I wouldn't be the one to go to to HMV to get concert tickets. I was going to you know Lord of the Rings opening night. Those that's kind of what I was doing in my in my youth. Walking to the movie theater, standing yes. to get those tickets. Oh yeah, with, with yes, with friends. <laughs> we gotta get early because it's Star Wars tickets, so we're gonna buy our tickets. Like we would go after school. Like a friend would drive over and we'd all go at like two o'clock to buy tickets for the Saturday night show. This would be Friday. We'd go at like two o'clock in the afternoon, like as soon as school's done, out the door. Like if we didn't have a final period, we would bail and get out of there and go buy the movie tickets for the day after just to get okay seats. Not amazing seats, but okay seats. And then we would be spending the weekend sort of together leading up to this movie. We'd have to go buy it like the day before in the middle of the afternoon. So that's what I was doing. We're so old. Well, so, someone's got to, you know, someone's got to remind people of the past or, you know, <laughs> you, you don't understand how good you have it. Or is it worse? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
Nobody can get tickets to anything. Um, okay, we've got tons of movies to talk about, but before we dive uh, into our movie reviews, Taylor, very, yes. very quickly, uh, two very funny things that happened over our email I just wanted to share. One, we got what our first ever, believe it or not, our first ever confirmed 100% spam email. Huh. Like, like regular spam email that like other people would get being sent to us from like, you know, the one, you know, security companies, not that it's one of these ones, but like NordVPN, like kind of like that, like right. it's like a protection thing. So they sent, they sent screening in Kingston, a nice bill for $365 and oh. 99 cents. Um, I have we've, no made it, we've made it into the big leagues. We've made it to the big, we are now uh, spam worthy. Spam worthy. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's not the only one. Another email came through. Now that's, that one, that one about the bill came right to our email which is one impressive then two over our website oh. we got sent a quote for seo services and an action plan uh so i think we've made it people are searching us on the world wide web and finding <laughs> trying to scam us and are trying to scam us there you go thinking we're i don't know a very successful podcast <laughs> we don't have any money scammers please leave what, what do you think I should, should I, so this is the question that I wanted to pose to you, because I think you should have equal say in what we do here. Do so, not respond. Okay, that was, that's option one. But my <laughs> instinct is, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's play a little game with them. Let's respond. And, and one of the, my favorite things to do with, with scammers is to respond, but act very, like, angry Stupid? about it. Oh. No, no, like, not, not angry that they're scamming you, but angry about whatever. So, for example, they sent a bill for us for this protection services our reply would be what took so long for this to get here we have been waiting for our protection services for months we sent an email on this date at this time we you know we're waiting for you to get our services why is this taking so long before i pay this bill i want answers and, so and what do they normally respond uh so the only time that i ever got a response the person i actually had a a conversation over email for about like five or six email back and forth and they realized I was messing with them. Um, where they like respond, like I was, I think it was, it was a free thing through a bank where they were like, okay, if you like sign up for this thing, this bank account, you get this other service. And so I went on and on about how I've been waiting for them to contact me, but I also see there's these other free things. What do I get specifically for signing up? Can we go through this? And they just kept pushing me being like, yes, but all you have to do is go here, put in your banking information, and then click, we'll, we'll kind of move forward. Yeah. Click this button and give us your, your yes. social insurance. And I, I was like, yeah, but what about the free this and the free that? And like, what about, what are my options if I want to expand to this? And like, I would be pulling just banking terms that I Googled to throw in there. So I, that ended up keeping it going for a little bit. And then they realized I was messing with them. So, wah, wah. <laughs> so that was kind of the end of it. But no, I, so, so do we not ignore respond. Okay. Yes, right. ignore. I'm so like scam adverse. I'm like, oh, don't engage. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. That's understandable. I, I like to have a little fun with it, but fine. We will, we will not. But screening Kingston, we've made it. Uh, made it to. Uh, did we have any actual play. fan questions this week, Mike? Yes, we did. <laughs> we, can, we can move on to our actual fan questions. Um, um, okay, uh, so this first fan question here um, comes from Rooney, who I believe is a first time uh, first time question asker. Um, so Rooney wants to know. This is for you, Taylor. Um, okay. Taylor, I was most recently 
listening to a couple episodes of Screening in Kingston. I did a binge while I was cleaning my house. Nice. <laughs> Thanks for the information. Um, one of the questions I had for you is about any concerns. Oh, this is okay. This is a similar question, Taylor. You've already answered, but it's fine. Uh, any concerns you have as a mother with the types of movies and shows that you yourself are watching? I understand, and you've talked about things that you might introduce uh, your new child to. But in terms of movies or things that you're watching, do you feel like you have to start censoring your own viewership? We had this question, I think, last week or the week before. Yes, I think so. So Or maybe the week before, yeah. Rooney binged and then stopped. (laughs) Or got distracted cleaning and stopped listening. And tuned out. (laughs) But um, I have no problem answering this again. So I definitely have become a little bit more um, aware of what I've been watching. And we've been trying to... um, pick I guess more quote-unquote wholesome things um when I'm laying down with the baby for a nap or when George is going to sleep I'm listening to podcasts with my earbuds in so George cannot hear or see anything I'm watching and the movies I watch um are when he's sleeping on my phone so I can you know watch whatever I want um we try to limit his screen time to under 30 minutes a day and we don't pick like baby stuff. We just like pick what we're going to watch. And we do try to pick things now that are a little bit more family oriented, like not too much violence, not too much swears. But like when you're only watching like 20 to 30 minutes a day, it's like it really limits what you can watch anyways. <laughs> so we, we're making it work. So far, I will say I had mentioned this on a couple weeks ago. I felt like really like icky, like listening and like watching to true crime when he was even like like a newborn. Like obviously had nothing like wasn't even looking at the TV screen, but I kind of stopped watching true true crime for a while and wasn't listening to true crime podcasts. But now that I'm doing that content, but with like watching that content, but with like earbuds, I'm a little bit okay watching. and listening to true crime again but I find that like my tastes have changed a little bit even before and I'd mentioned this a couple like before George came once I got pregnant I felt like I kind of like the more like gruesome or like explicit is that the word explicit the true mm. crime was I kind of like wasn't into it anymore as much as right. I used to and I don't know yeah. if that's like it was the hormones or like I'm becoming a mother and mm. so I'm more sensitive but I will say that I've kind of lost my taste for like the very gruesome like describing the crime scenes in um in detail and now I'm listening to a lot more true crime but it's like scams or like cults less murder now but George can't hear that stuff anyways And we are going to try to, now that he's like looking at the TV screen and stuff, we're definitely going to try to like be careful, not too violent, not too explicit, stuff like that. The next question here comes from Rachel. Uh, This was through our website. Um, And Rachel asks, as we get into more spooky season, Mm -hmm. are there any must-haves for either of you for your horror movie watching? For me, I have to say... I really, even though they're cheesy, I really, really enjoy getting scared with jump scares. So are there any must-haves for your movie-watching experience when you want to watch a horror movie or something a little more spooky-themed? Rachel, I'm with you. I don't know this this um, hate for jump scares. It scares you, doesn't it? So, like, who cares? Well, you know what I mean? I would say it's startling more than scary. 
I, I get like scared. to me a jump scare is different than being scared. Like yeah. the, the first it movie had legitimate scary moments. That's the, true. None has legitimate scary moments where it's like I am feeling the the emotion of fear. But jump scares is like oh, and then it's over. Speaking of which, the Nen Two is coming out very soon. Nicole, let very me know. soon. This is coming out October, I think. Like I think this is one of we'll the, definitely have to see that one. Halloween releases, yeah, um, that's a must have for Spooky Season. Another oh, Conjuring yes. Universe movie, definitely. That that's getting to me. Where if we don't get a Conjuring movie around Halloween, that's like a, a miss as far as I'm concerned. That's got to be a must have. I would say my must haves. I love a good. Um, I love a good ghost story. Like I find go- for me, Spooky Season. I'm not huge into like slasher flicks, which is kind of ironic because this Halloween we're doing the Halloween series, which is like started the slasher genre, I think, or like was one of the seminal movies of that genre. I really like, I really like a ghost, a cult, possession. Those are more my favorite kind of spooky, spooky movies. And I will say that starting... In 2020, Dan and I watched Over the Garden Wall, which is an animated series, um, 10 episodes. Each episode is 10 minutes. I want to make sure I'm getting that. Yep, Over the Garden Wall. And it's not scary. Per- it's not scary because it's, like it's like a cartoon, but it's like spooky, atmospheric. That has become for us like, oh, it's fall. We need to watch Over the Garden Wall. So if you're looking for something that's like fall-ish, like good for the season, not scary, but like kind of atmospheric, spooky. Definitely, it's like set around Halloween. Um, ten episodes, each one is ten minutes long. Over the Garden Wall, and Elijah Wood is like one of the lead voices mm. in it. Um, not that Rachel was looking for recommendations, but I know, <laughs> I know, I know our listeners are often looking for things to watch. So that has become a must-have for spooky season. But I'd say ghosts. Over the garden wall, a good blanket, <laughs> maybe a cup of hot cocoa. Yeah. Um, all must haves. And the, definitely the Conjuring series. Yeah. Universe. The Conjuring series. Yeah. That whole universe is is a, a must have as far as I'm concerned. Just because, like, for me, my must haves are always kind of the same with, with any movie. I just want it to be a really good movie that happens to be a horror movie. Like I, all the horror movies I enjoy and the ones that I go back to are movies that have a really good, interesting plot. And then there happens to be horror as sort of an element to it. Like the first Saw movie, which if you just break down the plot of that movie, that's, you're describing like a a murder mystery or a police serial or something like that. But then it just happens to be, okay, we're going to add these kind of horror elements to it. And I really like those actually, you know, little bit of kind of a, segue i guess eventually into my review i like those movies that are we're going to set you in one location and you're trapped here and now you have to figure the thing like dan and i recently watched the thing well recently i don't know it might have been i don't know if george was born yet or not but that one was a one location one locale i guess they go to one other location in that movie but primarily it's at the research station that feeling of that small kind of confined space yeah yeah which is one of the things that one of the things i've really liked especially about the conjuring movies but the nun as well and even annabelle is often they're contained or within a home 
or one location for right. the vast majority of the movie. And that's one of the things that I think Voyage to Demeter did really well. We're stuck on a on a ship in the middle of the ocean. Like you you're you're here. You're forced to kind of be in this. And you always have to come up with reasons why, well, why can't you just leave the home? Um, and I think that, you know, when you're on a ship at sea, it becomes a lot easier. So I just like really good plots that happen to have horror movies kind of be a part of that. But again, the Conjuring series, more often than not, does it really, really well. Like that whole universe, all the films they do, more often than not, they, they do that balance really well where they give you an interesting story. Because as much as The Nun did legitimately terrify me, I still think the story was really interesting. Like they did a good job of making it an interesting movie, which makes you feel kind of immersed in it. Cool. Um, okay, one last question, uh, and then we will do our movie reviews. Um, this comes from um, Alina, Alina. Alina. I'm going to go with Alina. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I have a quick question for both of you about your general habits when it comes to reviewing a movie. I'm a little surprised that you're able to talk for five or ten minutes about a movie without really going into things that maybe you made notes or referencing that you had like a notepad with you. Do you really just watch movies without taking any notes at all and then are able to talk about them? I find that a little bit difficult because even when I'm looking at watching a movie five minutes after the movie's ended, I have a hard time describing it or talking about it to someone else. <laughs> It's a good question. Hate to bring I, I it to you, girlfriend. Nope. Notes, do you notes, nope. I do not have a notepad. Everything no. you hear is from the old noggin or Wikipedia. <laughs> which, I, which, which I think, like for me, I'm, I'm like, yeah, like sometimes I only talk about a movie for two or three minutes because I legitimately don't have that much to say about it. Um, and that would, I think, come off as unprofessional at times because most reviewers, every review is about the same length even right. if they have to stretch it out where on this show, we're like, we're not stretching it out. If we, no. if we want to talk about something for 20 minutes, we will. If we want to talk about it for one, we will. And that's kind of it. Yeah. I just, um, I don't, I guess I'm lazy. I don't know. It's <laughs> I don't, also, lazy. it would take me, well, cause you know, like preparing in advance, it would take me out of the movie going experience to write notes. Like I just want to watch the movie and enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like taking yep. notes would be kind of a drag to me. So yes, it 100%. I do not take notes. I do not keep a notepad. Um, I have Wikipedia open because I can never remember the names of people. And that yeah, is- th- that's hardest. Uh, like having Wikipedia or IMDb open, you you will catch us doing that because for names, directors, people we want to talk about, it's sometimes it's so hard to remember all the names. It really yeah. Is. So that's one thing but but if you i one thing if you are looking for some advice if you are having trouble the minute you finish a movie you could just jot down some notes before talking to anyone about it like you just quickly like (laughs) jot a few things that you thought to kind of get out it's like when you're dreaming right like you wake up from a dream they say write things down right away or you're gonna forget it maybe it's just easier for, for you to do that but i i can totally understand that sometimes i sometimes i have left a movie and immediately i have nothing to say about it but then a week later i have something to say about it so yeah, we think about it or whatever. Yeah. And I agree with you, Mike. Sometimes we just cut it short because we don't have a lot to say. Yeah. Uh, there don't you go. think that's um, more authentic than those people who are like, I must fill 15 minutes. Like, pfft, no. I think so. But algorithms apparently say other things. And I don't know. I, I agree with that. I think it's better to just talk if you actually have something to say and then otherwise move forward, which is why sometimes our, that's why our reviews are never the same length. Like they're always... 
any amount of minutes, depending upon how much we want to talk about the movie. Yeah. Right. So, um, but thank you to everyone for your fan questions. Just a quick reminder, if you want to submit fan questions, screeningandkingston.com, right on our website, you can find our email. We have a Gmail address um, that you can email, or you can just fill out the form on the website, submit that in. Love to hear from you every week. Taylor, let's review some movies. Um, let me talk about The Voyage of the Demeter first, uh, and we'll leave To Catch a Killer for the end, because I probably, if we cut off that movie, that's not too big of a... It's not pronounced Dementor, or is that just from Harry Potter? It's, so, de, de, uh, Dementor is from Harry Potter, and Demeter is the name of the boat. That's what I learned in okay. that movie, because okay. the, the, um, the captain refers to the boat as Demeter. Got it. So and do we know what that is? A uh, nope. Greek god, maybe some some something because there's there's sort of like a, a a one of those big sort of busts at the top, of, you know, at the beginning of the ship, like right yeah. at the the front of the ship, and it lo- looks sort of like a a Greek woman kind of thing. So it must be some sort of reference to to something uh, that is not discussed. Ancient not goddess of the harvest. There you go. There you go. Um, so this ship is a uh, basically a. a cargo ship that that gets paid to transport cargo from location to location um, across the ocean um, traveling from London to various parts of Europe like that's basically what the ship is Um, and as people know from the trailer and will be discussed last week this is a Dracula movie Um, and Taylor you were telling me that this is all based on the captain's log from the Dracula novel Um, this is what the movie is based on and the movie's framing device is the captain's log. So I was right. Um, yes, that, that is the framing device. The movie literally begins with the captain's log being discovered and someone starting to read it. And throughout the movie, we get the captain's inner thoughts mixed in with the action of what's happening, um, which is kind of fascinating and interesting. Um, things that I will say I liked about this movie, I like I mentioned before, I think the framing device was really well used. They used the confined space of the ship where they made it look sort of big enough that it makes sense that about nine people or so are on board the ship. Um, and, you know, you've got the cargo hold where the cargo is. And you've got, they, they get, there's one thing where they, there's this little boy that's the captain's like, I don't know, I think his grandson or something. Um, relative. Kind of, some relative is showing around uh, this new character, this doctor um, uh, who is one of the main characters you kind of the movie sort of told from three perspectives the the captain whose log it is this doctor who's kind of a new um member of the crew that's just being added on for this particular voyage and the first officer first mate um so this movie basically starts with them picking up the crate that clearly holds dracula um and no surprise like they didn't even (laughs) try to it's nope (laughs) well so this is what this is what they pick up a crate they don't really know anything about it everyone but some people on the land wherever they are um recognize the symbols sort of like dragon symbols right on on the things it's also the size of a coffin um (laughs) and and they bring it on like the first like weird thing is everyone's freaking out they so they they arrive here and the captain and first officer are trying to recruit a couple extra people. They've lost some crew. They need to recruit a couple. So they get a few people. And someone freaks out when they see the symbols and quits. And a couple of people quit. And then they get some other people. And that's how the doctor ends up on the ship. Right. And um, 
that would have been my first warning of like, maybe we shouldn't take this cargo. Like everyone's <laughs> like losing their mind and staring at us on the port. And of course, like the captain and first officer, like, this is weird. You're these people are weird. Like that's what they they're think. old this world. Is just cargo. Superstitious. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Very much like what Peasants. are you doing? Like, yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Um, and so, yeah, basically at that, at that, they, they go on the journey. And as we saw from the trailer, Dracula awakes and a lot happens. He's hungry. He's hungry and he hunts them down. And it's basically a monster movie from there. Um, some fantastic performances in it. Uh, Liam Cunningham, who plays the captain, was in, he had a big role in uh, um, the, oh my God, why can I not remember? Not House of the Dragon, but the other one. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Uh, he was in Game of Thrones. He's the captain in this. Excellent, excellent job. I don't know the name of the actor who plays uh, the first officer, first mate, but he also was in Dune and the Suicide Squad. Squad. He played like a polka dot man in the Suicide Squad. He's always one of these actors who's in everything, but always has a small role. Like he was in some of the Batman movies. A working actor. Yes. And like a character actor. He was yeah. excellent as the first officer, like very, very well done. And then Corey Hawkins, I think is his name, plays uh, the the doctor. He's a bit of a younger actor. He was in In the Heights and Straight Outta Compton. And I think he might have been in Black Landsman. And that's about it. Like he hasn't done much other than that. He's been in smaller movies here and there. He can't be more than like 25. And he plays kind of the the uh, the doctor who comes on the ship. The three of them are excellent. Like they carry this movie. They do an excellent job. They're very strong performers. Like it really suits a movie that's just like, oh, we're going to focus a lot on these three people reacting to everything happening. Because just like a monster movie, right? Something happens and someone gets hurt or killed and there's a million excuses. Oh, it was this. They carry a lot of livestock on the ship. I guess that was common back then for like long voyages. They'd have like their food store would be literal. Like they would be keeping animals on the ship. Yeah, that that um, sounds about right. I don't know so if it like, is, oh, but it sounds right. I, but it sounds right. Yeah, they're like, oh, a goat attacked him. And like, it was really interesting to see them like try to justify it. And the doctor is just like, what are you talking about? Goats don't a do goat that. didn't do this. Yeah, like just so clearly. And I love that. Like the movie was very much like, we're going to have characters who are just going to dismiss this, but someone's going to be like, I'm the logical voice of the audience here. Like, they did that very, very well. Like, I don't believe in vampires, but ghosts don't do that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and that's the doctor. The doctor's like, he's 100% a science guy. And he he's he's in the same way. But eventually, he even admits, he's like, listen, I don't know what's going on, but it's not rabies or whatever people think <laughs> it is. Like, that's not what this is. Um, so I thought the movie was was good in, in that sense. Does he make a- other vampires or is he just feeding? So he's mainly just feeding. He does at one point in time to two of the people does kind of, they go through the vampire transformation, but before they become a vampire, they, they get hit with sunlight and burn up. Right. Again, light spoilers, I guess. Uh, if you <laughs> want to see this, I'm going into some spoilers. I won't say who, but yes, he, he is, he is both feeding, but also making other vampires as well. He's doing kind of both of those things. Um, but there's a couple like interesting twists. There's a couple little things that happen. Uh, for the most part, this was a, a relatively decent movie. I will say where it was losing me was we saw way too much of Dracula. And we saw way too much 
of the monster, which meant, okay, yes, again, we are, as an audience, are now ahead of everyone on the boat, but it sort of took some of the dramatic tension and mystery out of it. You just know, well, come nighttime, obviously Dracula's going to come out, as opposed to, are we safe during the day or are we not? Like, not right. knowing. If they had done a better job, I think, of trying to keep it a secret. Like, if you didn't know, if you know what the Demeter is, if you know that book from, from Dracula books, if you, like, know that, then you would know, but other audience members could not have. Um, and I think you could have done something more interesting to kind of hide the monstery stuff. Like, I think this movie for being about two hours or just under still felt a little long. Like, I think you could have cut it down to an hour and a half and been a little bit more of a concise movie. Um, the movie like starts off one way, feeling like a really interesting horror movie, thriller mystery. And then it just completely collapses into a fantasy uh, Dracula movie. Um, which worked against it for me because I think that there was a bit of a tonal shift, which didn't really understand. It's work. hard to make something um, which is like so steep. Like everyone knows what a vampire is. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. like it's hard to find someone who like doesn't know anything about vampires. Everyone knows a little bit of something about vampires. So it's hard to make a pretty novel approach. And especially when they're like, we're just going to make a Dracula movie. And it's like, yeah. well, Dracula's kind of been done to death. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to be fresh. So it's kind of disappointing yes. that yeah. you thought they were taking it one way. And then it was just like, nope, it's a Dracula movie. <laughs> yeah. I think if you, even if we knew, I think if you hit the monster longer, made it less clear what was going on, and then did a big sort of reveal, it would have made it a little bit better. Um so now into like so that's that's basically my review of the movie to me it's a stream it like i think i think it doesn't quite go to a see it it would be a fun movie just to kind of stream it it was entertaining enough but i think it just didn't go as far as i wanted it to now into some quick spoilers so fast forward about a minute or so as i tell you exactly how much of dracula we see um i was only partially right taylor he does start out very much looking like Gollum, yeah almost like very weak can barely move, almost like has to like propel himself off the ground to make a kill, like has to kind of like leap and jump. He then transforms a little bit, but the last sort of bit we see of him, he more looks like that Nosferatu yeah. kind of look, looking vampire, not quite like humanish yet. Like he's not quite there, but he did go through some of, like he, he goes from basically being a creature and then a creature with wings to being able to stand upright like a human, but still doesn't quite And gets more powerful. Yes, he does get more powerful, though. He does progress in power with the more he feeds. And not an alien. Not an alien. He is just a vampire. He is, and Dracula. He yeah. is Dracula. He is called Dracula. <laughs> by, they don't even give him a different name? No, no. He is 100% Dracula. He is called Dracula. At, See, that's at, what at makes me think, like, eh, kind of, I don't know. I, I, I think there are it. elements of this movie you would have liked. I okay. Do. Like, I, I think, I think you would have enjoyed the ride of the movie. I I don't know. I don't think you would give it a see it. Like, I think you might feel similar than I did, but um, it was still entertaining. Like as negative as I'm being, the movie was still like an entertaining time and it wasn't a complete waste of of a movie ticket. So there you go. Um, Okay, Taylor, talk about the outlaws. Talk about generic uh, titles. I know, (laughs) all of our, all three movies. Um, Because even like The Voyage of the Dementor, Dementor, like whatever, that could be anything. It, could be, it literally could mean anything. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I feel like I'm starting a new series of movies that have been horribly, re- like reviewed horribly by the mainstream press that I actually like. 
because last week, oh, what movie did? Oh, the beanie, the beanie bubble, which mm. received pretty bad reviews. Today, I'm seeing reviewing the outlaws, also very bad reviews. But I don't. I just feel like people need to lighten up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think people just take things so seriously, and people need to lighten up. So I, I watched the outlaws, which is a. I think it's a direct to Netflix movie. I think it's. Um, I don't think it had a release. And I think it was produced by Netflix. Actually, it was, um, I don't know how this works. Again, we just, someone who's a Netflix expert needs to tell us things. But it was produced by Adam Sandler's um, Happy Gilmore. Oh, his Happy Madison Company? Yeah, Happy Madison Company. Yeah, so that they, he has a deal with Netflix. So his okay. movies go right to Netflix because that's the deal. Like they gave him okay. money to make a certain amount of movies. So this must be one of them. Yeah, so I was like, this is a Netflix movie, but it's also an Adam Sandler movie? I don't know how that works. But that makes sense. They've cut a deal and mm-hmm. his his production company produces, but then um, it goes right to Netflix. Um, Adam Devine is also one of the producers and he is the lead in this movie. And then Alan Covert, I don't know who that is, but I thought if I mentioned Adam and Adam, I should also mention Alan. Um, and then Nina Dobrev <laughs> plays the the love interest. Um, Pierce Brosnan plays Nina Dobrev's father, and then Ellen Barkin. Are you familiar with her? Uh, she looks no. very familiar to me, but I wonder if she just looks like another act- actress. She plays she plays the mother, and it's um, a pretty standard action comedy fair you know it is not re there it does not reinvent the wheel um it is a adam sandler movie i'm a fan of adam sandler i know a lot of people are not um this is you know you're kind of know what you're getting yourself into the fact that adam sandler produces produced and that adam divine starring it's going to be a pretty middle of the line comedy it's not groundbreaking there's like there's some there's quite a few sex jokes nothing too like outrageous i remember when my grandma suggested i watch murder mystery (laughs) and it had some like sex jokes in it but my grandma's like in her 70s almost like 80 this one is probably like a movie you could watch with your grandma and like if she's like with it enough she might think like catch the sex jokes but it's nothing like too too offensive if you know what I'm saying, like definitely yes, like 15 yeah. year old boy humor, but like it wasn't like yeah. the like the most like outrageous, obscene things in the world. Again, very Adam Sandler, middle yes, of the road, which is which is kind of frankly where you want to be, though. Yeah. I think like I think that's instead of being like completely like childish humor, Adam Sandler does do a more often than not does do a pretty good job of finding that middle ground. Yeah, like you could watch this with a parent and not be completely embarrassed. You know what yeah. I mean? Like cringe. Um, I, I, I didn't laugh as much as the beanie bubble, I would say. What movie did I watch recently where I was laughing out loud? I did guffaw one or two times and I was sleeping. The baby was napping and I'm like, oh no, George is going to wake up. He did not wake up, <laughs> thankfully. Oh, good. Um, very good. <laughs> <laughs> quick, like, plot synopsis just so people know what they're getting into. Adam Devine plays, like, a very, like, button-up bank manager, but, like, very wholesome, very, like, kind. Um, and he's going to marry Nina Dobra. Um, he has never met the parents, which to me, like, I thought this is so American. It's always such an American setup where they're like, I'm meeting my my fiance's parents for the very first time, the wedding, the weekend of the wedding. 
uh, growing up, I thought that was like, is that what happens? Do you not meet your in-laws? <laughs> no. It seems very strange. Very yeah. American. <laughs> um, and then his the bank he works at gets robbed, and he thinks that it's his in-laws that have robbed it. And, like, the plot kind of, pers- like, unravels from there. And, um, yeah, like, is it is it kind of, like, like, no surprises? You know what I mean? Like, you know what you're getting yourself into. I thought it was very pleasant. I thought it was a very breezy comedy. I saw, I think it might have been Adam Devine recently in, like, the last couple of weeks saying how studios don't want to make comedies anymore. And it's kind of true. Like, these middle-of-the-line sort of... Um, toes the line with like kind of some of the jokes but the jokes aren't outright offensive you know what i mean you really mm-hmm. don't see those in theaters very much anymore no um and i think there's a place for those movies not everything has to be a marvel movie not everything has to be an oscar winning drama sometimes you just want to put on a silly comedy and kind of zone mm-hmm. out for an hour and a half have yeah. a couple chuckles i find adam divine very watchable um, I think he's quite funny and he kind of plays like a, a buffoon very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's his character. Yeah. yeah. And he plays it well. Pierce Brosnan was, was great. You know what I mean? So for me, this is a, a stream it. Like, I don't think it's a movie that you need to like rush out to watch, but if mm-hmm. you're looking for a nice breezy hour and a half, um, I think this is well worth a watch on Netflix. Like you're not paying for a ticket. So why not? Right. Um, mm-hmm be fully aware that the reviews are dismal. I think it has like, <laughs> I don't know, like a 20%, 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. But I think it's, reviewers don't know how to treat silly comedies. You know what I mean? Just because yes, it's silly doesn't mean it's that. bad. No, I totally agree with you. Yeah. So um, I might kick myself at the end of the year when we do our year roundup, but I, for yes, me, this is a stream it. If this stays on stream yeah. at the end of the year, if you're like, why would I put that there? Um, okay, very quickly, I'm going to review To Catch a Killer. I Which I didn't mention this at the, at the beginning of the episode. Dan and I and a couple of our friends, we get these um, kind of, they're like murder mysteries in a box called To Hunt a Killer. So when you first said you were watching To Catch a Killer, I'm like, oh, is it based on the game? No. It's it's just a generic. (laughs) It's just a generic movie. And it is like pretty generic. I will just say quickly, even though we've kind of been uh, a little hard on it already, it was a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. Like I thought it was going to be just dreadful. And I actually found it relatively interesting. So the movie does a lot of weird things. And there's a lot of weird moments that I thought were really unnecessary. Like there, there is a scene and just a quick warning for for people there's a scene at a slaughterhouse and i found that scene even for me very unnecessary so i would be just very mindful of that before potentially watching this movie um otherwise the other like hour and 25 minutes of this movie are actually relatively interesting shailene woodley plays a younger beat cop so that means a police officer who's literally just walking the street like they're not an investigator they're not involved in anything but a a killer a a murderer starts um mass killing people in the city so they you know over over several occasions there are more than one body there's like several deaths um in a row that happen and the fbi sends an expert um who's played by ben mendelson who's been in a million million movies everyone you'd recognize his face if you saw him he plays a police officer who's come down he's a he's an fbi agent to sort of investigate this and 
for various reasons sees some sort of connection that Shailene Woodley is having and like figuring out some things. So he recruits her to, to the team and they kind of go from there. The actual police work and investigation stuff is actually well done and interesting. Like as a movie that's supposed to be like, hey, who is this person? What are they trying to figure out? Like, what are they going to catch this person? That aspect is really well done. The movie just can't help itself. And the slaughterhouse scene is one thing, but then there's just these weird Sorry, what is it about the, it's just like too gory or? Yes, even for me. Oh, okay. It was showing way too much. And I, I felt like this is really unnecessary. Got it. This is really, really unnecessary. Um, and Did they like and happen the other, upon it in the investigation or like? It, no, it, it has to do with it. Yeah, it like has to do with like the, the as they're starting to trace down certain suspects, because they've got more than one suspect on the go. They're like where people used to work. And one of Got them it. at a slaughterhouse. And that's how they end up there. Um, and there's another there's another scene where like Shailene Woodley, just like in, in the movie I watched last week, told you everything about her in like a sentence. <laughs> well, I used to do this, or I have this trauma. And it's just like, you can't help yourself. Like you must find, be able to find a better way to weave that in there. Because her past trauma did come into play with her like understanding what was going on in this killer's mind. So I get it. But I feel like it was just a little lazy. Also, like, on the nose, if she literally was like, this is my trauma. Yeah, which is essentially what, there's a scene that essentially that happens. Um, So there were little moments like that where the movie just uh, something happens and you go, that feels like someone else wrote that. Like, it felt like to me there was one writer who was writing a really interesting script and then interference came in. (laughs) The studio or someone was like. Yeah, someone was like, you gotta gotta have this scene or you gotta do this. Um, But all in all, I'm actually giving this movie a stream it. Because I think if you're interested in like kind of crime drama and mysteries and those types of things, it is relatively good. I think Shailene Woodley gives a good performance. I think Ben Mendelsohn's excellent. I think it is interesting trying to kind of track this killer down. As I said, a little gory at times, um, especially in some of the violence that happens. So just a warning for everybody um, before you watch it, uh, that that's just a bit of a warning, especially because I feel like I'm not that sensitive to those things. So if I noticed it, I think it's worth mentioning. Um, but there you go. Like, I to catch a killer, a s- surprise stream it. I thought it was going to be absolutely awful. Well, based on the poster. Marketing. Yes. Oh, and I agree with you. Based on, like, the marketing and poster, and even the way this movie started, I thought, oh, no, what am I in for? Um, but it, it really did a good job of keeping some interest and keeping the mystery going. Like, I thought it was a very nice little movie which I've been seeing a lot of big movies recently. So it was nice to kind of watch two movies this week that felt like, oh, these are like smaller movies that are really just about trying to tell one interesting story. They make a lot of weird decisions that I don't like, but still a stream it for me. Okay. So there you go. Um, thank you, everybody. Uh, we made it through another week, despite who knows. I don't even know what that rant was at the beginning. Taylor. We got 30 minutes of the episode. I do not know what we talked about. We blocked um, out. But, and we, just... Yeah, <laughs> we just kept going. But thank you to everyone again. Don't, don't forget to write in your fan questions anytime. We don't mind taking those at any point in time. And you will hear from us next week. Go see some movies.